1: host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles.
0: This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour podcast as always. We are sponsored by you the fans. You got Skook's drunk history. You got uh Kevin's drunk history coming out in uh August. He's doing the River City Relay uh and uh um and Tom Brady's uh the the 2009 game against New England when Tom Brady quit. Uh so you got that coming. It's going to be awesome. So, but remember to donate cuz we got um we got to pay bills for the for the season and uh, we're gonna have we might have like a special uh, announcement where we do something really really cool, but uh, we'll hold off on that for a, about a week or so. So anyway, uh, it's we're almost we're like two weeks away from training camp. What, Andrew? Is that where we are?
0: Uh, I don't know. Ask Dave. Is the t- that right, Dave?
2: Twenty is the tenth today, so the twenty-six. So it's like just over two weeks. Yeah, right? a little over two yeah. weeks. So yeah. we're almost there. So last week we did most overrated Saint and Saint player in history. And people responded. With the, we got a ton of uh, poll questions. We got I got emails from people wanting to do rants. It was phenomenal. Uh, except for the dude that wanted to say that Deuce McAllister was overrated. We can't. We can't have that. That's 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 a, that's
3: a
0: bridge. <laughs> I got so I, I had a lot of con- conversations on Twitter about most underrated, and Sammy Knight came up a lot. I was shocked by that.
2: Well, I, that's the thing. Like, so we're doing, we're doing under.
0: Sammy Knight is loved by Saints fans, Chiefs fans, Dolphins fans. He's been to the Pro Bowl. Like, I mean, I feel like he's aptly rated. Yeah. That was shocking to me.
2: Yeah. So underrated. So we, we,
0: I mean, he was undrafted. So you can say that he was not rated properly going into the draft. But yeah. after that, like, he was a star.
2: Yeah, so the criteria we tried to figure out for underrated is you can't – we didn't want to have, like, a one-year wonder for the Saints, you know, like – um That's
0: like, a different podcast. Yeah, it's a
2: different – but as me and which, Andrew – Which is equally awesome. Which is equally awesome because 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 me and Andrew were trying to figure out underrated, and, like, we threw out, like, four names of, like, people that just had, like, one spectacular season and then went off into the abyss. So that will be another podcast. Yeah. But for, for underrated
0: – Chris Clemens was a oh. great – I mean that. I'd, I'd I mean, give a, the I'd fact give a, that I came up with that name. I I'd, I'd give a
2: I'd give a kidney for a one-hit wonder, Chris Clemens in 2017. I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie, man. Like a double-digit sack guy off the edge. Obviously, Cam Jordan, just that appeared and, and was just one like a one-time thing and never have it again. I'd Dave,
0: a, Dave, name a one-hit wonder for the Saints. You can't say sharper. Yeah, he's not he- <clears throat> too obvious. Um. Off the top of your head, name the Nick first Fairley. <laughs> oh. so, so
2: mean. But Good tr- answer. But so true. Good answer.
0: <laughs> Good answer. Thank uh, you. D- D- Graham was kind of a one-hit wonder.
2: Yeah, I won a playoff game.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, let's see. Uh, David Patton was kind of a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Not, not but... Uh, it's anyway, so, different podcast. Different podcast. So anyway, so for underrated, uh, we all got our guys. I, I'll go first, like I did last week. My my um,
0: wait, can uh, I do two wait. since Kevin's out? Yeah,
2: you can do two since Kevin. Right, awesome, so, awesome. So and then we'll we'll put up the poll, and you can. So my underrated um, saint is Wayne Martin, uh, and I feel like he's he's underrated in a sense of he was he 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 was. On the Dome Patrol teams, Mm -hmm. but he – and people probably think, oh, he was just great because they had the Dome Patrol and Ricky Jackson and all that. But he didn't really get good until after the Dome Patrol. And he did all his, like, awesome work when the Saints were just in the 7-9 and Mora decline years, and he even played into Ditka. But from – I'm going to read you what Wayne Martin did from 1992 to 1997. Ninety-two. The peak of like the Dome Patrol awesomeness in Jim Morrow. 15.5 sacks left defensive end. 93, he, ta- he went back to 5. But then 94, 10. 95, they moved him to defensive tackle, 13. 96, 11. 97, 10.5. So he had 13, 11, and 10 and a half from, from defensive I mean,
0: I- if a guy in modern day – if a modern day guy on the Saints had a run like that, they'd build a freaking statue for him. Dude,
2: let me – let me. this – I think this also explains how great Wayne Martin was. When it, in – I think it was 1990 – I think it was going into 91, Detroit made a – signed Pat Swill to a free agent offer sheet. And back then, they didn't really have free agency as you know it now – and, like, mm-hmm. so if you signed a free agent contract, the other team had, like, a week to match. And if they didn't, they got two picks. So for Pat Swillin, the Saints took, like, the whole week. And it was, like, this big thing. And they finally matched it. But they ended up trading him to Detroit later. And I think ninety four after the 94 season, the Redskins signed Wayne Martin. Or after the 93 season, they signed him to a, like a four year, like $12 million contract, which was kind of huge money for a defensive end back then. The Saints took, I think, a day and a half to match it. They were like, no, 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 no. But you're not, going, you're not going to the team that just won the Super Bowl, Wayne Martin. You're, you're staying here, buddy. Um, and I just think he – I think he's probably a top 10 saint all time. But, like, nobody talks about – like, when you talk about the Dome Patrol and the Great Moore teams, like, nobody ever says, yeah, Wayne Martin was fucking awesome. But he was, you know. He's 82 and a half sacks. Um, and really – de-
0: That whole defensive line with Frank Warren and w- Jim Wilkes, I mean, that – yeah. That whole defensive line doesn't get enough credit.
2: Yeah. Wayne Martin, it took him a little bit to get going cuz in you know, um, you know, 89, 90, 91, he he didn't really it was kind of like, ah, is this guy a bust? They picked him in the first round, and then he really got going in in his fourth year. Um, but that was a different time where like teams were really patient with draft picks, so it wasn't like um uh, it wasn't like a cry. I feel like nowadays if a guy took 4 years, it would be like a crisis situation. You know? Uh, he'd be,
0: he'd be on a second team,
2: (laughs) but, uh, the funny thing about Wayne Martin is even at 34, he had like four and a half sacks. And in 2000, the saints tried to get him to come back. They were like, dude, come on, play one more. He's like, nah, I don't want to. Uh, but he could like, they wanted him to come back. Uh, but the saints were just so fucking terrible under Ditka, you know? And, uh, and 97, that defense for, for Ditka, that was awesome. And, and, and they had win for tough. Wayne Martin was the best fucking player on that defense. That was, it ended up being like, I think, second or third with Zaven Euralian. Like, mm-hmm. the reason was Wayne Martin was awesome. So, I mean, I just.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events.
3: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
2: Wayne Martin is one of my favorites because I feel like he's one of the great Saints players that's like lost in the wilderness that people never talk about. And granted, it's like a generation ago, but, you know, that's my he's my nominee for most. Underrated saints. So, Dave, give your uh, nominee for the people.
0: Well, hold, hold oh, on. Okay. I mean that 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 was a strong presentation there. I have to say. I mean, I feel pretty good about my two picks that I'm going to present. But um,
2: ninety-two that was solid. ninety-two. Wayne Martin
0: 90- is underrated. Like 90- he never made. A, did he make one Pro Bowl?
2: He made one in '94.
0: I mean, that's a that's a. That's a monster. I mean, you
2: can, you can argue that 92 to 97 Wayne Martin is as good a five years as any Saints player put together.
0: And the thing is, he's, he, so he made only one Pro Bowl, so he's disrespected nationally. He didn't get the respect around the league. He was overshadowed by the four linebackers of the Dome Patrol. Yeah. And Saints fans don't really talk about him.
2: Yeah and they and he didn't he didn't do he didn't do his best work until 90. He didn't start being awesome until 92. <coughs> 92. Yeah. And then, you know, and then after 92 they never made the playoffs. So, 93, 94, I 95 mean, that's a five, true 100.
0: definition of of underrated. I mean, he got yeah. no respect from everyone. Yeah, I and mean, I mean, he was awesome.
2: I mean, 93, 94, 95 the Saints were stuck in the 7 and 9 decline more years. 96 the Saints fell off a fucking cliff and you know, they went 3 and 13 and he still had 11 sacks. Um, yeah.
0: He's second all time in Saints history yeah. in sacks, so, 82 and a half.
2: So, I mean, I think he's underrated, but that, he's my nominee. So, Dave, who do you, who are you nominating for most underrated?
1: But Eric Martin went to a Pro Bowl.
2: Eric Martin went to a Pro Bowl, I think. Well, Wayne mm-hmm. Martin went to a Pro Bowl.
0: Are you sure about that?
2: Um, I mean, uh, Wayne Martin. Wayne, uh, Wayne Martin. Yeah, he went to just
1: one. One Pro Bowl. Bowl. Um, well uh, I was uh, gifted Marcus Colston um, by Andrew um, mm-hmm. since he technically was the first person to shout his name out from the rooftops um, but uh, you know and, and it's 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 hard to you, you, you gotta be thinking how can he's the Saints receiving all time Career receiving leader. He's got nine thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine career yards. How could he possibly be underrated? Um, but he was. He he was. He he's not underrated by Saints fans. Um, but he just his entire career, he was underrated by everybody in the league. Um, I mean, he finished um, in receiving touchdowns. He finished tenth in the league in 2006, 7th in the league in 2007, 10th in the league in 2009, and 7th in the league in 2012. Um, in total catches, he finished 8th in 2007 and ten in 2010. Um, those are uh, above average numbers. You know, he, he's, he, he was never first or second or third. He was never in that top, top tier ever in any given season. But he was always in that top ten. He was always up there. He was always he was dependable. He was,
2: he was a monster. He was always two, reliable. He was a monster in 2011, 2012. and he quietly people for, people forget about it because obviously of the, the 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 horrific ending in the San Francisco playoff game, and they remember Jimmy Graham and they remember Sproles. Colston was quietly fucking amazing in that playoff game. He well,
0: his, the, his second his second year in oh seven. I mean that was the year I think that he really got hosed, and that yeah, that was finished, the year that was the year he, he finished should have made the Pro
1: Bowl. Yeah, he finished seventh in the league in receiving touchdowns, and he finished eighth in the
0: league in uh, in catches. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, back then it was it was all about NFC, right? Who, who like it was it was all like comparing him to other receivers in the NFC. So what? like that that would be my question. Like who, how did he compare? Damn. To the other guys in the well, NFC. Well here's
2: another case for Dave's underrated. If I said to you who led the Saints in receiving in that San Francisco playoff game, who would you say?
0: Well, we obviously know the if answer. If I now. had to guess, I would say I would say Graham, because he had the Yeah, big I would touchdown. say Graham too.
2: No. Marcus Colson had nine for 136 and a touchdown.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: And he had that. It was just a superb catch at the end of the half to get him back in it. I mean, Sproles had. That's 15, right.
0: I remember that.
2: And it, I mean, and and Sproles had 15 for 118. But but people just like if you, if you if you talk about that playoff game, like I don't think people remember like Colston at all. And he was just a fucking monster in that game. He had he had big third down catches, and the, that's thing. It's just like, and also too, like Colston, his his ending with the Saints was kind of bumpy, where like. I wouldn't say if, like, fans turned on him, but fans are like, oh. Because he, he – starting in 2014, he started – got the yips. He got the yips, yeah.
1: Yeah, the catch, the, the drop passes. So and cool. and I,
3: I, I, I was think think his last play won? the
0: Seattle lateral? Was that his last play?
3: Mm-mm.
0: No. But, but I think that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Fans were pissed about that.
1: I, I was like, I, I, I was. I, I think um, – you know i think it's sad but i feel like most people non saints fans nfl fans probably remember colston for his rookie season when he was in fantasy football when oh, he was tight tagged end? As, a ta- yeah,
0: no, as a yeah tight end. that was a beautiful day <laughs> see i mean every, yeah. everybody
1: remembers that um but no i, I mean you know he he's he, he's the greatest receiver to ever play for the saints and he was a great receiver for many years over time um, not not a, not not an amazing receiver, but a good and a great receiver. Um, never put up the, the the biggest, the best numbers, but always put up very very solid top ten numbers. But um, but he never ran his mouth, and he never talked, and Dude, he never so, showboated. So, so and let's he never talk about that. And so let's talk never, about that. And so he never made the pro bowl. He
2: never. I mean, I mean,
0: how I much? How much of his lack of just. Me first, um, self promotion. And I mean, this was an era. And, and Larry Fitzgerald actually, I mean, he was coming up. And I, I think in a lot of ways, he was similar to Colston. Um, I don't know how big of an, I mean, I, I think Phoenix might be a little bit bigger of a market than New Orleans. But, yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, at the time, you know, the kind of the, the big receivers were Anquan Bolden, you know, Plaxico Burris. Um, Terrell Owens, Steve Smith. I mean, th- those guys were mass. I mean, you know, Brandon Marshall, you know, those guys, Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. I mean, those guys were huge self-promoters. Yeah, but the thing, um, is, thing
2: is with with Fitzgerald.
0: Randy had, Moss, you know.
2: Fitzgerald has four 1,400-yard years. I mean, so he might be similar to Colston, but his stats are way better.
0: Yeah, I mean, but so, you know, I talk about 2007, like the year that I really felt like he was robbed. I mean, I'm looking at NFC stats right now for 07. He had 98 catches, which was number two behind Fitzgerald. So he was number two in catches, okay? In yards, he was number three. Yeah. Okay? And in touchdowns, he was number uh, four. So when he's in the top 4 in catches, yards and touchdowns and four matter. guys make it to the pro bowl how are you not selected
2: well he needed to do a, no, he needed to do a no cell- he that. needed to do a cell phone celebration he needed to you know marcus colson i can't remember a single thing he ever said as a saints player literally
0: a quiet storm
2: you know and here's the thing here's but here's the thing about colson that i always respected about him with the media is he wasn't like Marshawn lynch where he was like, I don't want to talk to the media. You media guys are assholes unless I'm promoting something. Then I'll talk to you or do a funny Pepsi commercial or whatever. Like Marcus Colston was like, guys, I'm not talking to you. I'll do one thing after the year is over, and that's it. But he never did like he never he never talked. He like he didn't want to talk and it wasn't just an it wasn't just an act to get attention, so he had to respect it. But but yeah, if he would have
0: like every media member I've ever talked to though has said that Colston is very respectful in his delivery of being like, I'm not talking. Yeah. He's always been like, Hey man, I'm just not big on self promotion and talking to the mic. I'm I'm gonna pass. But thank you. Yeah, and I don't they respected it.
1: He could have yeah, got a lot of I mean, gift certificates to uh,
0: <laughs> to Dini's play, seafood or whatever player, the hell they give out.
2: Player, player, of the game, yeah.
0: In the locker room, and, and you know, in that way, like New Orleans was kind of the perfect place for Marcus Colston.
2: Yeah, like like New Orleans. It, New Orleans is crazy about the Saints, but at the same time, they like if a player doesn't want to, they're like, whatever. He doesn't want to talk. That's cool. It,
0: and that's why I, I think I disagree with Dave a little bit on this call and and when I first like when the questions asked at first like who's the most underrated Saint I immediately the first name that comes into my mind it's got to be Colston because we all love the guy and he never made a Pro Bowl which to me is absurd especially 2007 when you look at the numbers and you Mm -hmm. pit him against the other NFC guys but I actually think Colston is appropriately loved and respected not only by Saints fans but local media. And it's really just the national scene that doesn't respect him the way he deserves, but the local media and the local fans have always respected him. So like you, you mentioned Wayne Martin, for example, I think that's a stronger candidate because he was disrespected by fans by, and not, not the fans shit on him, but just like that they propped up the don't patrol linebackers and local media doesn't talk about him. The national media – I mean, he he made one Pro Bowl, but, I mean, he wasn't really talking – he was kind of like Colston that way. So, uh, to me, Colston, within the walls of New Orleans and, and Saints fandom, he is I, – I would say he is as propped up as almost anyone besides Breeze. Mm,
2: I wouldn't go to that. Maybe. I, I, I would say he's behind, like, Archie and Ricky Jackson. He's, he's not that high up. Like, he's beloved, but he's not, like, in the – in the inner circle of most beloved.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But his, his, his um, quietness is, is kind of championed in new Orleans.
2: Yeah. Um, so Dave, not enemy to Colson and Andrew, you have an interesting one. You're going way back in the day.
0: Well, i yeah, so there, I was really torn between two guys. Um, the first guy for me was Derlin Moore and, the thing about Derlin Moore is, so he never made a Pro Bowl. He was on Saints teams that, I mean, he, he never got respect nationally due to the simple fact that he played on a Saints defense that was so bad. Um, you know, he played for the Saints from 73 to 85, which was basically... But
2: no, the Saints were, their defense was bad, their offer, everything was fucking terrible.
0: Every Everything was horrible. Um, he He actually, he made one Pro Bowl, I take it back. He made one Pro Bowl in 83 um in the twilight of his career but derlin moore was was kind of considered um you know a a pretty good player on a god-awful team and so you know i think when you look back at that era and he was one one of the
2: leaders of the defense too
0: he was he was but the one person that people really talk about in the era i mean if you if you go prior to 87 which was the first year the saints made the playoffs the only person that people talk about is archie you talk to any Saints fan, that's the only name that comes up. There's no other name mm, maybe in, Chuck, among Saints fans. M-
2: Chuck Muncie, Tom Dempsey. I mean,
0: may- Ch- Dempsey, Chandler. maybe. Chandler. Dempsey had one moment. So maybe Dempsey, who, Chandler. by the way, is another one hit wonder contender. Um, but I mean, Derlin Moore never gets talked about. Okay. So Derlin Moore, I think. His biggest thing is his greatness can't even be measured because sacks didn't exist when he played. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and, and the last three years that he played was when they finally started counting sacks, and it was in the twilight of his career, and he had 12 sacks in those last three seasons. But he played 13 seasons with the Saints. So there's, whole, there's 10 years of sacks that aren't accounted for. It's weird
2: too because I, and I that's watched. That's when he
0: was getting the most of them.
2: If you watch old games from the seventies, announcers announcers call them sacks in the late seventies, at least. But they didn't count it as a sack. Like on the it, on the on the broadcast, they'd be like, "The quarterback gets sacked," but they didn't count it as a sack. I
0: would pay a hundred bucks to someone that <laughs> went back and watched all the games and calculated how many sacks Darryl and Moore actually had. Well, so. I, we, I mean, there were seasons, at least a couple, where he was double-digit sacks or, or higher, and, and we don't really know. I have no idea, but it's it's not inconceivable that he is second all-time in Saints history in sacks, and we don't even know it. If you, like,
2: if, you, if people donate enough money, we'll hire an intern. We'll pay you $15. You can watch all yeah. the games.
0: So, so like, you, you mentioned Wayne Martin, who's second all-time in Saints history. I mean, just to give you like uh, what he's up against. So Derlin Moore had 12 sacks in his last three years that we know. Okay. So that means in the 10 years prior, which is when he was getting sacks at a much higher clip, he needed 72 and a half sacks in that 10 year period or an av- average of 7.25 a season to equal Wayne Martin. Now I don't think he got that many sacks, but I can't say for sure that he didn't. And I think he's pretty close. What I can say for sure is that Will Smith at 67.5 is fourth all time, and I'm confident Derlin Moore had more sacks than that. Um, so if he if sacks were counted, Derlin Moore is a top five. He's ahead of Will Smith, and he's a top five sack guy in Saints history. And I think the biggest thing with him, I mean, it's it's a few things. I mean, number one, he didn't make any Pro Bowls. He only made one. Because he played on a horrible defense. Yeah. Nobody talks about the Saints in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s because they were a joke. And so he was disrespected nationally. He was disrespected locally. The only guy, like I said, that Saints fans really talk about from that era is Archie. So Derlin Moore is kind of a lost um, lost guy in this history. And to me, he's arguably a top four sack guy in team history.
2: Dave, Derlin Moore was a fat white guy, if he played today, how many jerseys would he be selling if he averaged like eight and a half sacks from defensive tackle? For the Saints? Yeah. Like, I think he'd be like top three jersey sales.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
2: Like, I, I think he'd be the hero of like Chalmette.
0: Yeah. Like, we were talking about <laughs> how amazing Fairley was for this defense last year. Derlin Moore did that every season for 10 years. Yeah. For the Saints.
2: I wanted to... I... I I've said this before. I have uh, all of 78 and 79 every Saints game on DVD. Uh, and the Saints played the Redskins in 79. And um, they won. And I think it's the first time they ever went above 500. They were five and four. And they stopped Washington on two separate occasions on fourth and goal. And on like like two or three of the plays, Derlin Moore made a stop. And one of the plays – the center and the guard went to double team him and he like did the fat guy like turn sideways and slide through and just obliterated the running back. And I don't know who the color guy was on the broadcast, but I think he had an orgasm. Like he was like <laughs> his, he it was it was amazing. I, if I could if I would have had the time today, I would have gone back and played it on my computer and like recreated the sound bite from it. But it was, was it was just well, phenomenal.
0: Can't you do that in post?
2: Maybe I don't know. I'm lazy though, Andrew. I'm lazy. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it was phenomenal. That was the thing. Like Dick Nolan, like the Saints' defense, like in '79, like they figured it out for like a stretch, and they were good. Um. And it was Darlin' Moore and Tommy. So, uh, and Tommy Myers and different things, and Federer Spiel and other guys. But um, that I mean, Darlin' Moore is just like. But the '70s and it's like an abyss for the Saints. I mean, you can count the like the yeah. good, the good. You can count the good players on like one hand. You yeah. Know? Um. Is, is, is it, 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 Dave? I'm trying to think of like a Saints defensive player in like the last 15 years that is like a Derlin Moore that's like was like pretty good on like shitty teams that like Saints fans just kind of like forgot about.
1: Uh, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> We have Will shitty Smith, players Will on Smith
0: shitty. Teams. Who? Sh- Shanley? Will Smith? Shanley. Shanley's not a bad call. Yeah. Roman uh, Harper's kinda hated by Oh
2: Smithers. yeah. Roman Harper. He has his def- I'm I'm the I'm the president of the Roman Harper Defense Society. So Andrew, <laughs> since Kevin's not here, you nominate another person.
0: Yeah, so the last guy I'll throw out there is John Carney. Um I feel like fans hate him for his lack of leg strength, um, but really it's the River City Relay extra point. Like I I think if there's one thing you can point to in John Carney's career with the Saints, everyone remembers the extra point that he missed after the River City Relay, and he is hated by the fan base because of it, and he will never live that down. And it's sad because it undermines his accomplishments as as a saint, which in my opinion, make him arguably the greatest kicker in franchise history. And as I throw that out there, I know every saints fan is thinking, what are you talking about? Morton Anderson was way better. He's a hall of famer. I mean, first of all, I think after Gary Anderson, so Morton, I think is the second kicker after Jan center to get in. He's getting in this year in the hall of fame. I think Gary Anderson's probably next. I think Carney is fourth in line. Maybe uh, maybe Vinatieri, uh, but I, I think Carney's in the top five discussion for Hall of Fame. He had a great career with the Chargers. But what people don't realize is Carney was number one in franchise history with a make percentage of 82.8%. So he made, uh, from a percentage clip, I mean, just to give you a sense of what Morton was at, he was at 776 So he was five percentage points higher than Martin, Morton in terms of field goal makes. And I think when people hear that, they're immediately quick to say, yeah, but Carney was super accurate from close and he, you know, he, he kicked a lot of short kicks and Morton was, was way more powerful of a leg and he missed a lot from further out. That's actually not true. Um, so Morton, If you look at the stats, Morton was way more accurate than Carney from close. Inside, from 39 yards in, Morton actually had a higher conversion rate than Carney. He was 91.7 and Carney was 88.8. The big discrepancy between the two and the reason why Carney is five percentage points higher is because his make percentage from 40 to 50 plus was way higher than Anderson's. How many um, attempts
2: did he have though? How many what's a lot answer?
0: less, a lot less. And and I think the Saints in those years admittedly were way more like it's fourth and forever, Morton just go out there, you know. Yeah, and, and also
2: and, too the the Saints John Carney like you said, when when he was inside in domes, the, the Saints would let him kick from far and he would make them, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I just think Carney, I mean, he's the most accurate kicker in Saints history. And he didn't kick off like Anderson. I'm not saying that he was better than Morton Anderson. I, I don't believe that. But um, I think the narrative that he does he didn't have a leg is, is plain false. I mean, he was I rem- five, for, five for nine on 50-yard kicks. I remember and- – I remember Between when they, 40 and 49 he was more accurate than Morton.
2: I remember when they got John Carney, people were like, they were looking for a kicker. People wanted him to bring back Morton, and they signed John Carney. And Randy Mueller got on Buddy D's show, and he's like, Look, I know y'all wanted Morton back, but I'm telling you, we think Carney's better at this point. And it was a it was a kind of a little bit mini controversy, you know? But anyway, yeah, yeah it's, it's a tough, I mean. It's a tough call. I put the point. Carney up. is
0: hated. Hated. I don't I hate Carney. Con-
2: I don't hate Carney. You know why I don't hate Carney? Because the thing about the after the River City relay, like he didn't duck it. Like he faced the music. And and like for players, I respect them when they face the music after, when they fuck up. And he sit, sat there and he took all the goddamn questions.
0: Um, yeah. so, so I put the point. Pole- why, that's why I will never throw Jason David yeah. at the Wolves.
2: Jay, poor Jason David, man. Every week he's like, "Yeah, I got, I got." Burned. Every week, every week, he,
0: he stood there and t- he took it in the locker I room. I think he won like week. the media
2: award like two years in a row. I may be wrong on that. As like the best guy, but um, so yeah, go there. We're the polls on Twitter. I put it up. Vote. Uh, it's fun. Um, so I guess Dave, who, if you can't vote for your own guy. Uh, so, who would you vote for?
1: Uh, I can't vote for my own guy. Yeah. I guess probably, uh, probably Derlin Moore.
2: Andrew, who would you vote for since you can't vote for your own guy?
0: Well, are we saying that Carney is uh, Kevin's guy?
2: Kevin's Carney's Kevin's guy.
0: <sighs> I don't know. I, I still probably vote for Wayne Martin. I think you sold me Um, again with Colson. I mean, I I think, I think how saints fans feel about him kind of makes up for how the national media disrespected him. But I think with Wayne Martin, he was just completely overshadowed in every sense. And I, I don't, I don't think fans that are listening to this podcast have a grasp on how instrumental he was to the success those teams had. And, how ridiculously good he was I mean he was so good
2: he played I mean he had double digit sacks from end and tackle
0: yeah like people remember Leroy Glover in his short time where he was really good Wayne Martin did that for like a five-year period
2: yeah my favorite thing about Wayne Martin though maybe of all is when the Saints picked him Mel Kuyper lost his fucking mind
0: in a good way or bad way
2: in a bad way. Like, he was like, Bill Hawkins is better. The Saints don't know. what you're, If you're going to pick a defensive lineman, pick Bill Hawkins. They, they don't know what they're doing. And uh, Bill Hawkins, like, was a total disaster for the Rams. And Wayne Martin played a decade. So, um, I can't vote for Wayne Martin. I, Derlin Moore, like, that clip from 79 is just phenomenal. Uh, I, I just feel like for him to do what he did for the saints for over a decade in that abyss was, it was just mind blowing, you know, because that defense had him and Tommy Myers and that was pretty much it.
0: By the way, Bill Hawkins played 42 games. And he, had, <laughs> he had five sacks in his four year career. <laughs> nice call Kuyper.
2: Nice. Why can I remember all these like, draft tidbits but I struggle to remember my own anniversary <laughs> it, is, it is sad um, so we don't have too many questions um, but I think this is a good one Dave um, NBA Summer League inspired which player on each side of the ball will Saints fans be way too optimistic about after two preseason games
1: uh I have to we have to come up with one on
2: each side of them? Yeah, you can come up with or you can just come up with one if you can if you just do it.
0: No, I want um, one on each phase okay. of the game day. Okay. Special teams <laughs> too.
1: <laughs> well, I'll go with Lattimore on defense. Um, and he'll like have to he'll have sports hernia hernia, hernia surgery.
0: Um, oh, like Jesus. week one. Jesus. Like damn. week
1: one. Um
0: why do you gotta kill my buzz, man? <laughs>
1: And uh, on offense, uh, I'll go with um, I'll go with Kamara.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm gonna go with
0: wait wait special teams.
2: Special teams. Uh,
1: uh, who, who do they got? They got two guys at kicker, huh? No,
0: no, just Will Lutz.
1: Oh, they got oh,
2: Ted uh, Ginn. Is, is Ted Ted Ginn? Is he going to return kicks and punts in this in the preseason?
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, t- oh totally. I, okay, I wasn't even Ooh. thinking about about return game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Ted Ginn. That's so, a good return And then he's gonna and then uh, and then dropping fumble issues yes. <laughs> as, as, as Ted Ginn is known to do.
0: Wait, I, no, no. So you're, sa- you're basically saying he runs back a kickoff in preseason, and then as soon yeah. as the season starts, he starts yes. fumbling. Yeah, I'm going to tell oh, you, that's man, a good answer. I,
2: I, Onyamata is my pick on defense. He is one quarterback hit or tackle behind the line from me, like blocking two dozen people on Twitter <laughs> that are just, they're going to be like, he's the, he's the solution. He's Farley, who's who's Nick Farley? So
0: you know, basically, he's the Etobali of, he he of two years
2: ago. He is Etobali of two years ago. He is he is two good plays in the preseason from me blocking like two dozen people um, on offense. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go weird one here. Uh, Tommy Lee Lewis is gonna reappear. In the preseason, hmm. he's he's gonna run like back. A, he's gonna run back a punt and catch a touchdown and have like a dozen features written on him about how he's gonna make the team. Those are my two picks.
0: Special teams.
2: Special teams. Dave stole Ted Ginn. I'll go Tommy Lee Lewis for both. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna run back a punt and be good. I'm telling
0: you. Uh, that's good.
2: So, who you got, Andrew?
0: Um. All right, on defense, I'll say Alex Anzalone. Oh,
2: that's a he,
0: He'll make one big hit on a guy uh, that'll jar the ball loose, force and, a fumble in the, in the first preseason game. Oh, he forced a fumble. And
2: he's got the flowing hair, so any play he yeah. makes looks even better than it actually is. So
0: fans will go nuts, yeah. and then by the fourth preseason game, he'll have a pulled calf, and <laughs> he'll go on injured reserve. <laughs> So, that's that's my pick for defense. For offense, um, I'm going to go with Fleener. Fleener? Yeah, I think Fleener will catch a touchdown Fleener. in each of the first two preseason oh, games. Oh, that's a, that's a strong and, pick. And then we're going to all be like, all right, Fleener's got it. He understands the playbook now. <laughs> yes. You know, he's got chemistry with Drew. He's feeling good. <laughs> and he's still <laughs> Fleener. Yeah.
2: He'll drop, the, he'll drop a critical third down against Minnesota in the third quarter. You'll be like, there he is. That's the yep. Fleener we know.
0: And on special teams, I'm going to say that Michael Motti gets re-signed. He's not on the oh. Saints now, but between now and preseason, he'll get re-signed. He'll block a punt in preseason. We'll get all excited, and he'll be cut by week four.
2: Yeah, here's the thing too. They don't. They're not going to do the stage cutdowns like they they usually do in the preseason. So it's yeah, going to be a, all.
0: one one go, right? It's
2: one go. So it is going to be a fucking free for all. That like like that last week, man. You're gonna like it's all going to happen at once. It's gonna be it's gonna be. I wouldn't say it's gonna be like the first day of free agency or like NBA free agency crazy, but it's gonna be a little nuts. on that cutdown day, because you're because like the cuts that normally might happen earlier. I think are going to happen then, right? So you might have some guys that like shake loose that you were like, oh my god. So it's going to be.
0: I think that's actually good for the players because, you know, if you get cut at first cuts, you know, the message is kind of being sent like, yeah, these are kind of our guys that suck. Yeah. But but when they get thrown into the big pot with like the last guy you cut. I just think it's harder for teams to decipher like who are the good cuts and who are the bad cuts and they all get thrown into a pot together. And so yeah. I don't is know. He wa- that, is that'll he, be interesting.
2: Is he washed up? Is he not? It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. And that's why like, uh, we'll have to hope the saints beat writers are like on their game. And, uh, you can, I need to like, I'm going to have to create a special like Twitter list for it. Cause
0: it's gonna... well, you you know, Nick Underhill will be, you know, that Jeff Duncan will not <laughs> spoiler alert. Spo-
2: Juge bringing the fire Uh, so that wraps it up for today Uh, we're only two more weeks away from training camp so we're good Uh, we're almost there so I remind people donate what you can Um, listen to the Drunk History for all the people that donated me and uh, we'll have the one special July podcast this month previewing the, uh, offense. So look forward to that as well. So, uh, for Kevin, we
0: have an, uh, do we have an update on Kevin and his wrestling and or female companion? Uh,
2: he couldn't join us tonight. I'm figuring he's out on a date. Um, wooing the lady, treating her with respect, you know, hashtag, a-
0: hashtag dad bod.
2: Yeah. Hashtag taken to a nice fish dinner. Uh, <laughs> but calling her back so uh, go to Saints nation me and Andrew are doing quick shots and he's got a write up on onnyamada from Brian and other fun stuff uh, Dave is like a paragraph into his 2017 preview so I got the first sentence, you got the first <laughs> sentence. I, know how, I
1: know how I know how I'm gonna start it <laughs>
2: it's
0: like the first two words are "anal sound, aren't they? Do you do,
2: you do it on a, like a, like? Do you do are you? Like Heming, are you like Hemingway? Are you like Hemingway with a cigar and an old-style typewriter pecking at it? Do it? Yep. So for all the guys, uh, until next week, the bar <laughs> is closed. Anal
3: zone.